of course, is my boy, Patty Reagan. Ah, sweet melodic voice of my boy. Hope you guys are having a good day today. Welcome back to Jeremiah Wonders. I couldn't be more infatuated with this episode. A lot of love one in this episode. Man, it's going to be a fun one. Can't wait for you guys to listen to this. Had a good week. I went to my first WWE SmackDown event. Oh my goodness. I've never been to a live wrestling event before. Sal Volcano, Adam Ray, and Steve Simone. I went with those dudes. And I had so much freaking fun. I really didn't think I was going to have that much fun. But it was such a good time. And I always I, I grew up with a lot of friends who were huge fans of wrestling. I like owned the different like Nintendo 64 games growing up. But I enjoyed playing it, but I never really watched it a ton. But I got all amped up. I was watching highlight videos and stuff before I went. Classic Hogan footage. There's this one footage of uh, Hulk Hogan coming into the ring, like entering like at his peak, and it cuts to Adam Sandler. We're talking 90s Adam Sandler in his prime. And he's just smiling ear to ear, just looking around, being like, this is so cool. It's just like a magical moment. You should look for that on YouTube. Very cool. I was also at the Sacramento Punchline this weekend with my buddy Tony Hinchcliffe. Yes, we had a great time. Thank you guys so much for coming out. All the Kill Tony fans, the Jeremiah Wonders fans, the supporters of the show. Really appreciate that, guys. Um, And I appreciate you guys uh, helping me out and uh, picking up merch and that kind of stuff. Because as a feature, you can't really make a living doing stand-up as a feature on the road. So it helps a lot whenever, um, you know... You support and uh, donate to the cause. Uh, you know, passing out inflatable saxophones, saxophone whistles, Reagan Watkins stickers, uh, my bootleg comedy album. Man, it was fun. Really good shows. Great Death Squad support system out there. Uh, and it was just super fun. It was, it's always fun to be on the road with friends. And, and Tony and I have been on the road together a lot. And it was cool. Something really else that was amazing that happened this week guys hbo debut for me and some of my best friends uh the roast battle crew was on hbo's crashing and it was so cool uh we had a little bit of a like a viewing party over my place the wave was over here and and tony made it over and we had a blast just walk watching the show cracking up just like kind of like you know hitting each other like elbowing each other being like i cannot believe that this is <laughs> happening. Me and my friends were on HBO. It was so cool. It was just like a cool, fun, pure moment. You got to appreciate those moments in Los Angeles because you you don't know the next time something special like that is going to happen. So I really appreciate any time moments like that happen. Uh, Speedweed, <laughs> of course, sponsor of this show. Gino, the man, hitting you up with those delivery around Los Angeles. Hit up at Speedweed on Twitter. Check out their website, you know. Get a little ganja, some kush, some green green. And also Joe's Pizza. Oh, my goodness. Check out their Instagram, at Joe's Pizza LA. Hit them up. Tell them Jeremiah Wonder sent you. And go to the West Hollywood location on Sunset Boulevard, right down the street from the comedy store. Grab a slice and say that Jeremiah Watkins sent you. Heck, yeah. 
So my top five pizza places, that's hard to do, man. But yeah, I love Joe. I've uh, been sitting down with him, having some great conversations with him while uh, the pizzas cook, <laughs> uh, while they're being prepared. And he's a cool dude. He's got some cool stories, man. That guy's awesome. Got I got a few dates to plug before we get into this episode. Man, Pat and I had a blast. There's some really cool call-ins. I won't give too much away, but uh, got a few dates coming up. Thursday, March 8th, I'll be co-headlining with Brian Redband at the La Jolla Comedy Store. So San Diego, come on out to that Thursday, March 8th. This Thursday, March 8th, with Redband at the La Jolla Comedy Store. Get tickets to that. Stand Up on the Spot is Tuesday, March 13th. Tuesday, March 13th. So get tickets to that. And I'm going to tell you a few names that are already on the lineup. Brendan Schaub, Rory Scoville, Johnny Pemberton, and myself, Jeremiah Watkins, so far. So go get tickets to that on the Comedy Store's website. ASAP, that's going to sell out very quickly. And uh, the best way to contact me is at your boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. Y O U R boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. I'll see DMs every once in a while. I'm not the best at checking those. So it's best to email me if you want to hit me up about uh, booking or just to say what's up. And I'm pretty good about responding through email. So hit me up through that, guys. And also, we're going to be in Arizona, in Phoenix. I believe, for Kill Tony, April 5th through 7th at the full band. We're doing a weekend of shows, and we're going to do one Kill Tony over that weekend. Check out Tony's uh, tour website for the info on that. And I will be in Austin, Texas, 420 weekend, baby, April 20th weekend, with the Goddamn Comedy Jam with Stand Up on the Spot, and I will be doing my own stand-up spots, my own personal stand-up around the festival as well. That's going to be amazing. Also... If you want to sponsor the show, hit up your boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. we got some fun new sponsors coming to the show very soon. I appreciate the support. Another good way to support the show, if you're digging the show, go uh, go get a t-shirt at jeremiahwatkins.tv slash shop. All that stuff helps tremendously, guys. I wanted to do something that was kind of cool. Pat Reagan is, first off, he's one of my best friends. I absolutely love this guy. And if you don't know who he is, you're you're doing yourself a huge disservice. You need to you need to look this guy up. You got to check out his music, his comedy. He's got 3 albums out right now. Pat Reagan smells like shit. <laughs> Pat Reagan and the Baby Boys and Bad Chad. And then uh he's going to have a fourth album here hopefully within the year uh that hopefully will come out this summer. We're working on the Reagan Watkins album right now. We've been rehearsing a lot. We're supposed to record in April. We talk about that, but I'm very, very excited for that album and very excited for you guys to hear those songs come together. Thank you for all the uh, the nice reviews on iTunes and everything, guys. Uh, the five-star reviews, the comments, all that stuff helps. So if you haven't done that yet, get your butt over to iTunes and do that. And tell people about the show. If you're digging it, tell a friend about the show. Turn them on to it. I appreciate it. But I hope your week is filled with positivity. And uh, I'm going to challenge you this week. Do something nice for a stranger, you know? Why not? Just, I, I guarantee you, it'll make you feel good. There's this guy, every once in a while, like, you feel the need, like, to to give to somebody uh, that's homeless or that's struggling around you, and you do it every once in a while, it feels really good. It feels good to just help out a stranger every once in a while. That's my challenge for you guys this week. Just help help a stranger out. Who knows? It's a good karma all around. It could help you out. 
Anyway, I don't know. I'm just all about positivity and, and good vibes, man. I'm just about those good vibes. Anyway, I wanted to do something special I haven't done on any other episode of Jeremiah Wonders. I wanted to ask Tony Hinchcliffe what he thought about Pat Reagan and how he met him and got first introduced to him. It goes one, two, three. Then we jump in the water. It's just when I first met Pat Reagan, uh, the main thing that I noticed was that uh, he was doing new stuff every time I saw him, whether it was like a new song or new jokes or whatever. And I went up to him and I told him something that I've never told a musical comedian before, and that is that I liked what he was doing. And I loved that uh, he was taking risks on stage. And he gave me a copy of his album, um, and I put it in my car CD player, which is again something that I don't do when other people give me stuff. And I listened to it over and over and over again, realizing that this guy was a damn genius. And every song has callbacks and is funny and is well written, and it actually sounded as good of a song. Like, I would have liked the song if it wasn't funny as it sounded. And I liked it because it was funny, which I never think musical comedy is funny. And I never think the music sounds good because I'm such a snobby fan of both music and comedy that I especially don't like two at once. The album blew my mind. I raved about it to everybody, including him. I was just obsessed. I still to this day think it's brilliant. And uh, But the thing that I love about Pat is... You know, his live performing and taking chances and doing new stuff all the time and people like that. One thing that I've learned in years of doing comedy that took me years to learn is that the people that take the most chances and have common sense are always going to get funnier than everybody else. The people that do good now, whatever. You never know what's going to happen with them. Maybe that's the best stuff they'll ever have. But... If you take chances and you take risks and it's just more fun and it's more rewarding in the end. So he's the epitome of that because he's doing new stuff and taking chances and writing new songs and memorizing new songs and going at it and also performing live. He performs for each individual crowd and show stuff differently and maybe he goes off track and brings it way off track or brings it on track and makes it crazy and... You never know what's going to happen. And uh, so you never sort of want to turn it off or leave the room because he might make things hectic and he might make things great. But something's going to happen because he just won't be like chill and mellow. It's going to be interesting. So that's what I like about Pat Reagan. That's what I learned very early on. And that's why, you know, I invited him to be a huge part of kill tony was you know there wasn't a thing where we had a musician doing music over on the side it was an old uh, robotic security guard before and we he got completely replaced by pat reagan i told him the whole time that i trust him that he can do whatever he wants with that band and look what he did with just that he was able to grow it out to turn it into a massive massive comedy uh body with Jeremiah Watkins and Joel Jimenez and Chroma Chris and and uh, it's just so funny and it sounds so good and the stuff that happens over there 
he is very much responsible for because he's the one that did it. I told him to do whatever he wants. And every Monday when he's performing, when the crowd's being loaded into now the main room of Kill Tony, I feel great. It feels like home. And he's a big part of the show, and I love him. And he's one of my favorite people that I've met since I've started comedy. Patty Reagan. I'm gonna write a dozen songs tonight. You heard it here, folks. Pat Reagan is Golden Pony approved, and he is Golden Goose approved as well. Yeah, that's me, dog. The Golden Goose, baby. (laughs) Anywho, thanks so much for listening to this, guys. I hope this finds you at your job well. Whatever you're doing, I hope uh, it makes your 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 drive, your mundane drive, a little bit better. Hope hope gives you some some chuckles, puts a smile on your face. That's what it's all about, you know. That's why I love doing comedy for, and I love doing this podcast, bring people some joy, some happiness. So I hope it is working. And thank you uh, for reaching out to me and telling me uh, that it is working for those of you. And uh, it's always uh, nice to hear. So. I love working on this podcast. It's been a lot, a lot of added hours to my week of work, but it's totally worth it, and I'm going to keep doing this thing, and we're going to keep making this thing bigger and better, and let's blow this sucker up. Without further ado, it's my boy Patty Reagan on Jeremiah Wonders. cancer in remission So I'll beg you not to hold me to my word Pat, how did you and I meet? Um, we met at, uh, I used to go to, you had a porch mic, Jeremiah's porch mic. Yeah, man. On Cahuenga. Uh, on Cahuenga. Cahuenga. Yeah. Bullet. Yeah. It was outside? It was outside. I Dude, I would put up like, uh, <laughs> dude, I put all over my Facebook, this is when I first moved here, my address, just everything, like, like. So anybody could show up. It was kind of stupid looking back at it, but I was like, ah, no, it's fine. Neighbors, I don't have anything to lose. Do the neighbors ever get get upset? Well, that's what ended up shutting that porch mic down. So it was in the front lawn of my... I lived on the front half of a duplex with this awesome porch, and uh, the mic happened in that area, and we had just like a a small amp and a mic and a mic stand and a ton of people would come by and sign up like a lot like where there was just this cool hangout going on in the front lawn and front porch roseanne Barr, david allen greer <laughs> dude all the greats letterman would go up <laughs> dude prior even like once like dropped in <laughs> it was cool man he wheeled himself up oh no <laughs> yeah man <laughs> I can't imagine the neighbors didn't love open mic comedy. Yeah, well, we had um, Armenians on one side and we had crackheads on the other. So they both didn't want to call the police. Armenians to the left of me, crackheads to the right. Here I am at Jeremiah's porch mic. (laughs) Oh, man. That's why people have been wanting this episode. Did you just hear what happened? Pat and I just locked eyes, Reagan and Watkins style, and went into that riff. My name is Pat Reagan. I'm Jeremiah Watkins. And together we are Reagan and Watkins. Thank you. That was the first song we ever wrote. <laughs> people keep asking um, when our album is coming out. 
Yeah. We're going to record in April. Yeah. We're super pumped. Mm-hmm. We're going to record up in Ventura. We've got some some buds who uh, that we know who are going to help us produce it. That uh, They're producers. They've been in a bunch of bands, and we'll give you more details on that. Got a full band. Got Joel Berg on the drums. Yeah. Chroma, Chroma yeah. Chris on bass. Yeah. And then Joel Rakowski, the other Joel, the other white Joel, <laughs> on lead guitar. Mm-hmm. Two so, Joels. Two Joels don't make a right. <laughs> but in this case, they do. Yeah, it's super exciting. Do you remember when we first met? Though? I don't remember. Hmm. Well, I remember whenever you came to the porch mic. Were, did you have your guitar yet? Mm-mm. I didn't think so. Because so Pat, whenever I first met him, he you were doing kind of like bizarre one-liners, right? Yeah. Well, you know, my first bits were like my first jokes were like, uh, "What if you pants somebody and they're just wearing diapers?" <laughs> Uh, fellas, you ever jack off just because you see a napkin laying around? Another classic. Then I had, uh, uh, then I had like a, I had like a four-minute bit. One of my early bits was about having twenty-eight kids with Nicki Minaj, uh, and and then like what their names would be. I like named them all. What were some of the names? Uh, JJ Jabrams, Double Dribble, um, Catheter. That's a girl. Uh, just yeah, I had these like long weird. I think we're getting a phone call right now. Uh, hello, who who is this? Hey, it's Catheter. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, hey, I'm hey. I'm sorry I didn't call you back. Yeah, you my daddy. <laughs> In yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry I didn't call you Nicki back. Nicki Minaj can't raise just me. I need a daddy. Wait, so you're Nicki Minaj? You're Nicki Minaj's and God, mine, and, yeah. and I'm your dad. Yeah, you my dad. Well, I didn't know I gave birth to such an annoying daughter. Well, you named me Catheter. What do you expect, Daddy? <laughs> I don't know. It's also weird how you call me Daddy with such a psychosexual oh, undertone. sorry. We've never met before, but I want to call you Daddy. <laughs> okay, now it's getting even more sexual. I don't know what you're talking about, Daddy. <laughs> okay. Man catheter. So uh, you want to go? You want to go to the park uh, later and get some ducks? Get some ducks. Get go to the duck. Go on a duck duck boat. What you talking about, Daddy? <laughs> you ever been to Boston? The Boston Common or like the Bo- in Boston, the Swan Lake no, Swan boat? No, because I've never seen where my daddy lives. <laughs> yeah, well, we we can uh, remedy that. Daddy lives in a in a in a six bedroom. Oh, you started referring to yourself as Daddy. I like that. <laughs> Where did Daddy live in a six bedroom where? In a six bedroom apartment in Koreatown. It's on the it's a it's on the it's on the tenth floor. And uh, you're living th- a six bedroom on the tenth floor of a of apartment complex in Koreatown. Man, you must be rolling big, Daddy. I like that. <laughs> yeah, it seems catheter. It seems like you're getting even. Uh, can I say more urban as we? Well, you know, I'm mixed, so sometimes the ebbs and flows. <laughs> yeah, I love your mother, by the way. Oh, who don't? She's uh, she's pretty hot. Yeah, I like her, but sometimes I just feel like she doesn't like me. I feel like sometimes she all about that bass. <laughs> no trouble. No trouble. Yeah, well, catheter. I'm how do you, how do you get along with your brothers and sisters? You got, you got twenty seven of them. Yeah, we don't talk sometimes. <laughs> do you talk to any of them? You talk to JJ Jabrams? I sometimes I talk to JJ Jabrams. Sometimes I talk to Flopian Tube. Um. <laughs> Uh, sometimes I talk to Ratchet Number Six. Well, can you tell them that Daddy loves them? 
I'm not gonna be your pigeon messenger, bird messenger, come on, come on, just tell, come on, come on. No, Daddy, what? Catheter. What? Do one thing for me. Daddy's done so much. Daddy ain't done snarp. <laughs> Daddy's done Daddy ain't dozens done of things. Daddy ain't done snarp or catheter. Aw, oh, D- Daddy fucking made fucking applesauce. I don't remember that. Did you spit it in my mouth when I was a baby and I was unaware of it? No, I, didn't. I wouldn't spit it in your mouth. I'd feed it with a spoon, probably. But I don't remember either. I was pretty. I was pretty jacked up. I was, you know, I was fucking your mom so much that my memory just kind of went out the window. So you only remember having sex with mommy? <laughs> wow. That's it? Yeah. Yep. Man, you whack. Are we just, she just dropped the call. I don't I don't know if she hung up or, or what happened, but I can't believe you would name your daughter catheter. Yeah. Well, that was a, it was a fictional bit, so it was supposed to be funny. I just expected more out of you. Also, do you have Catheter's number? Just real curious. Yeah. Yeah. It's do you want it? Yeah, can I start dating Catheter? <laughs> it's seven eight nine. Okay. Four one two uh-huh. B uh-huh. S- B as in boy. Six nine eight and then T mm-hmm. as in train. Okay, great. <laughs> um I like that she uh leaves she exits phone calls by saying, You whack? Yeah. Or that's whack. Yeah. <laughs> she must have learned that from her mom. I don't know. Instead of bye? Yeah, Nicki Minaj would always say that. Yeah. Yeah. Whenever you're having sex with her. What are we talking about? What are we not talking about? <laughs> We're talking about everything. <laughs> Doesn't matter. There's no confines to this podcast. The walls are closing in. <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen today? <laughs> yeah, man. Ah, that's how I feel in my head. Does it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's nice. <laughs> and now, a moment inside Pat Reagan's mind. What are you thinking with my boy, Patty Reagan? Ah! Oh my god! Ah, fuck! It hurts! Ah, shit! This has been What Are You Thinking with my boy, Patty Reagan? Wow, you got some uh, you got some demons in there, Pat. <laughs> that was uh, that was a little intense. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the first time whenever uh, I started seeing you uh, around the scene, I thought you were funny uh, and like out there, which I've always liked comedy that's not conventional. But it was one of those things where as soon as you started working with your guitar, it just took you to this like other level because you know. Guitar comics sometimes get that label of like a like a hacky like that '90s like vibe. Like, come on, everybody, let's sing along. Let's do this. Blah blah blah. And you like wrote like funny dark songs. Well, I was that- already a songwriter, so it was like just taking that. It was like it kind of made sense, you know, because mm-hmm. I was already playing music. How long growing were, up were you? When did you start playing music? When I started writing songs, probably when I was like twelve, and uh, and then I got my guitar when I was like. 15 but i was writing songs i was in bands and stuff like at 12 13 14. what were some of the names of the bands that you were in make a getaway make a getaway that was our, that was the band that was that the was one. the one that, that was, was the supposed high, to hit that was the high school band yeah okay um uh, make a getaway uh we uh we covered we covered blister in the sun by the violent Femmes. 
When I'm a walking, I strap my stuff and I'm done right now. I'm high as a kite, I just might stop and check you out. Let me go on, like I'm blistering the sun. Let me go on. Big hands, I know you're the one. Good thing his voice isn't annoying. Yeah. I love that song. I would do too. It's a great one. So you co- so you do covers, and would you no, guys do originals? Orig- oh yeah, it was all originals. Well, except we do a couple of co- we re- cover well, the replacements. Well, do you do you have any of that stuff online or anything like that? Mm-mm. Do you Mm-mm. remember any of the lyrics? Yeah, yeah. Can, I had can, an Irish song called Danny Cruz. That was my first like big song. Can can, is, when, can we hear a little like, bit of that? It's like Irish. Yeah, it's like, well, here's to you, Danny Cruz. You let the chips fall where they may. Well, some you win and some you lose, and sometimes you will pay. Just when you think you've got the Midas touch, the tables they will turn. Fate will decide so much, and a lesson you will learn. Hey. Oh, that was great. It's mandolin. Really? Mm-hmm. And how old were you when you wrote that? You said around 12? I was probably 13, 14. Wow. So much angst in those teenage bones <laughs> oh of God, Pat Reagan. Dude. I remember one time <laughs> I was writing, I would write these, I would write these songs. They were just lyrics. Like, so they were, it was kind of like, it was poetry, but I always thought of them as songs. And so I, I one time, um, I was, I was trying to share them with my friends in, in our, in my garage. I was trying to share them with my friend, Bobby and, and I, Probably Bobby and I was probably hang, I was hanging out with somebody else, and I was like reading them out of my notebook. And I had a drum set in my garage. That was my first instrument. And uh, and uh, and Bobby was sitting at the drums, and he would do what Joel does on Kill Tony. He would just start rim shotting. As I was reading this serious poetry, I was, it was literally like, I'm filled with rage. I'm in a cage. Like, <laughs> and I literally, I think I started crying. I definitely walked away. I definitely like, like walked out of the garage in anger. Wow. <laughs> like, because your friend was playing a little prank. Yeah. Yeah. But we, that was a cool, that was cool. That was fun. We had a, we had a big hill across the street and we'd go like, uh, we'd basically go like, uh, sledding, like, like, non-snow sledding yeah kind of jackass style down the street and was this in indiana or boston this was in the bay area oh the bay area that's right because you were born in indiana then moved to the bay area Mm -hmm. went to middle school and high school in the bay okay and then you came down here uh to go to college go to film school yeah film school yeah 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 dude uh, I want to go into this next segment right now. Um, a new fan favorite, pizza party. Here, grab grab your slice. Um, we're not we're gonna not chew into the mic. Careful not to make careful chewing not to noises. chewing noise in the mic. I got some uh, little a few complaints last time. Okay, so. But this is very good. That's good pizza. That's solid. Chicago or New York? What's your jam? Um, I like Chicago. Midwest. No, I actually like New York pizza. It's the big floppy style. Yeah, dude. <laughs> big floppies. Yeah. I like anything floppy. What's? Do you have a favorite uh, pizza place in yeah. Indiana or Boston in, or in Los Angeles? California. Yeah. Uh, um, well, Joe's, of course. Joe's is my number one. Then if I were to have to pick a second one, it would be Crispy Crust in Atwater oh, yeah. Village. Dude, so Pat and I eat Crispy Crust a lot whenever I go over there. Like, if, if I haven't eaten food, Pat's like, have you eaten lunch yet? And we're, we're, like, rehearsing. I'm like, no, I haven't. Like, Do you want some pizza? <laughs> and you reheat. 
from crispy <laughs> crust, and it's it's great. It's good. I've always got some crispy crust in the in the uh, in the fridge. <laughs> what you're doing right now? <laughs> Hilarious. So good. When was the last time you had a pizza party, Pat? I mean, I guess like probably like when I was a child, probably for a birthday. But I don't know. Does it feel good to have one as an adult right now? Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, man, it really, I long for the days (laughs) of pizza parties. Have you ever had a bad pizza experience? Oh sure, I can tell you one. Okay, yeah. Okay, I got, I got, uh, I got this place, Cruiser, C R U Z E R. It's a vegan pizza place in Los Feliz. Already a cardinal rule that you're breaking right there. I got it delivered, twenty like twenty five bucks, and it was it looked like play doh. I opened it up, looked like play doh, and it wasn't pizza. So I guess no, I don't have a pizza experience because what they gave me was not pizza. Spoken like a true pizza. Effing connoisseur. Did you ever see me do acapella songs? Yeah, you used to used to do a lot of acapella songs. That's funny. Do you do you want to do one right now? Okay, yeah, sure. I had a Lord of the Rings one that I would say. Um, I would say, oh man, I saw that movie, uh, Lord of, Lord of the Rings, and uh, man. I, Loved it. I, just, I just couldn't get enough of it, and so I, I I wrote this I wrote this song about it. Uh, <clears throat> I want to climb the misty mountains with Frodo and Gimli. We'll fight the evil Sauron with all of our strength. It will be a long journey, and Gandalf will not come with us, but we will prevail. For the ringing a volcano. Dum 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 dum. Then I would sm- like march around the stage and with like slamming the mic stand down. And I broke a couple mic stands at a couple different places. I definitely broke a mic stand at Flappers. I broke a mic stand at the Hollywood Hotel. Um, <laughs> and how would what kind of audience reaction would you get? Pretty positive, man. Back in those days, I was like fearless and funny. And then I started, and then I stayed in the LA scene too long and got in my head. And then I came around the comedy store and people were like, Arr! and then I then I was like, oh shit, I guess I'm not funny. And then so I started feeling so, but like, yeah. It used to go pretty well, man. Do you feel like you can get back to that place? I would take over a room, you know. Do you feel like you can get back to that place? I don't think I. I don't want to anymore. Oh. Okay. (laughs) You have different a different agenda now. Now I'm just trying to chill. Yeah, work on my own stuff. Right. Kind of put blinders on. Yeah. Yeah. Just do your thing. Exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I wanna I wanna talk to film school Pat. Oh yes, hello, film school. Oh, we we just got a we we just uh, uh, received a call. He just patched right in. Film school, Pat. Uh, hey, uh, hey, buddy. Um, hey, before we begin, um, what's your favorite Louis Buñuel film? <laughs> uh, the Birds. Oh, that's just Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, that's right. So that's right. Guess I'm gonna have to give that an F minus. Oh, I didn't even know I could get an F minus. That's that's that seems like a little bit excessive. I was gonna give you an F plus, but plus is too close to positive and film school pass all about negativity. Really? <laughs> the dark depths of film school pat. Now film school pat, did you get laid whenever you're in I, film I, school? I'll be right back. I have to go hide in my girlfriend's room for six days. Okay. Well I you have a girlfriend. Okay, that's yeah, good. Yeah and she's her her roommates her roommates are right outside the the door and I'm not gonna come out ever, even if I have to go to the bathroom. Wait. Film school pat. <laughs> 
Oh, we just did we lose him? I love, yep. uh, dude. I love talking to film school Pat. Do you think we can get him on? Oh hey, film hey, he's Pat back. Here. Hey, what's crack lacking? Hey, uh, so you just came back from staying in the room for six days. Uh, <laughs> how are you feeling now? Oh, I feel terrible. I was listening to a lot of French music from the 1930s. Did you say 40s. French music? French music. Oh, okay, yeah. sorry. You have a really, really bad speech impediment. It's really difficult to hear you. French music like La Vie en Rome. I've noticed that when you start singing, you have a beautiful voice, but it is wretched whenever you start talking. I know, it's my curse and my cross to bear. You're, well, I can't even curse and cross to bear? Yeah, I gotta, I'll be right back. I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta jerk my jerk off. You gotta go jerk your jerk off? Yeah. Hashtag jerk your jerk off? Yeah. Did you just say hashtag jerk your jerk off? I gotta go, I gotta go take an Armenian music class. Wait. I'll be right back. <laughs> you know, I took an Armenian music class. Our final was to grow two inches of back hair. <laughs> Film school, Pat. Why don't we hang out more? I love you. Yeah, I know. Back then, you know, I had, oh man, film school, Pat. I got a girlfriend. I, I'm just like. What was your girlfriend's around. name, film school, Pat? Evan. Evan? Mm-hmm. Was it a girl? It was a girl. Okay. Yeah. I just had to was, ask because you know it's a it's a kind of an androgynous name. Her name was Pat. My name was or my name was Pat. Her name was Evan. So we both had kind of androgynous names. Oh Pat yeah, and Pat and Evan. I'd wear the tits. She'd wear the <laughs> the balls. <laughs> <laughs> she not only wore the pants in a relationship, she wore the dick. Yeah, and her dad was in the CIA. What? Yeah. Are you, sh- film, film School Pat, should you be telling I me this? I actually am not supposed to say that. <laughs> really? So let's talk about that. Uh, did he go on any missions that she told you about or anything like oh, that? Oh, I mean, of course, shit, man. I mean, he, 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 would, like, he would be off in uh, like Afghanistan and Iraq literally like training like how to drive like full-grade military vehicles. Like doing like, you know, black ops fucking... <laughs> yeah, and he, he wore all black. I wish I could tell you his name because it's unbelievable. He had like a name, like a character from a movie. Wow. He had a name of like a character from the old west. Okay. Literally. If, if it's Rambo, just blink twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, old west Rambo. Yeehaw! <laughs> I'm Rambo. Slash Arnold. Wow, film school back into impressions too. I'm the guy from The Simpsons. This guy is so fun to hang out with. Well, uh, hopefully we'll talk to you a little bit later in this episode. It was great talking to you. Thanks, bye. Dude, film school Pat. Man, seems like a real dick swinger, you know? <laughs> so you and film school, you took Armenian music theory? Mm-hmm. Armenian music, yeah. Armenian music. Now, what did that entail? Because you told me, I think you told me this while we were hanging out in Boston. Like, what was your parents' reactions to taking that? My mom was so mad because she wanted me to take Spanish. She's like, she's like, take something that take something that you'll you'll use, take something that you'll learn. And I was in an Armenian music class. There were seven people in the class, all Armenian, right? All Armenian except me. Oh my goodness. Armenian teacher. Did they we... just love you in there? Did they just <laughs> eat it up that there's this white boy from Indiana in their ha- Armenian music class? I did have a crush, Shushan. Shushan and I would hang out. Shushan? Yeah. One time Shushan and I went to downtown for like art walk mm-hmm. and uh there was a guy uh chopping a piano a piano 
in a br- in a giant brick of ice. Really? Yeah, he was like he had like a he had like a freaking uh, he had a chainsaw and he had axes. Wow. And when we just we just sort of we just sort of sat there, stood there on the side of the street. And what happened then? And watched. I mean, did the flame start to heat up? Nothing happened. Nothing happened with Shushan. Mm, I think we're getting a call right now. Hello, is this Shushan? Is this uh Patrick Craigan? Hey, Shushan. Hey, Shushan. Shushan, your voice sounds pretty d- deep. Hey, Shushan. Oh, there we go. Oh, there you go. There you are. So, how are you? Buddy, so good. <laughs> you call me Buddy? Yes, Buddy. <laughs> you are like my favorite boy, Buddy. Man, Shushan, what happened? You remember when we went to the Smell and we saw that French performance artist, and he had a toilet on stage, and he was any 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 literally like reenacted nine eleven with with he had towers on stage. It still haunts me to this day, buddy. <laughs> you were pretty game. I mean, you really you came out. You would uh, you'd I, you'd come to me with this to this weird stuff. Yeah. So I really appreciated that. Remember when you went down on me, buddy? <laughs> and I was like, I tapped your head, and I was like, you made me come, buddy. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. That was uh, pretty, uh, pretty sexy. Yeah. <laughs> well, how, can we get back together? Oh, we were never. I would to... like to get back together with you. Yes, we can get back together. Yeah. Yeah. Shushan loved Patty Reagan. <laughs> Shushan come for seconds. Shushan, Shushan won thirds of Patty Reagan. Oh well, I'm lucky. I guess I'm just I'm lucky, lucky, lucky guy. I'm jealous of your relationship with Jeremiah. Because <laughs> he always like, oh, that's my boy, Patty Reagan. And guess what? You are my boy. You shut your mouth right now, Shushan. He is my boy, Patty Reagan. No, he is my boy, Patty Reagan. Shushan, you shut your filthy, poor mouth. I don't know what you think. <laughs> Whoa, you're coming Jeremiah. Out the, you're coming out of the wood. What, Pat? Jeremiah, don't call her a whore. Oh, she's coming out of the woodwork, saying all of a sudden, she hasn't seen you in years, and she's saying that you're her boy, Patty Reagan. I want to fight Shushan. Bring it. I will bring my uncles over, and they will beat you to a bloody pulp. <laughs> Shushan, how dare you threaten me with uncles? They are all wearing tracksuits, and they they will will strangle you out, and you will never see the light of day, Jeremiah, and you will never wonder about anything again. Shushan, Jeremiah, maybe I can mediate this. Okay, what? What? Do you guys like System of a Down? I hate it. I love it. <laughs> Shushan, you hate System of a Down? Yeah, it's a real deal breaker for me. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes I sound Jamaican. <laughs> sometimes. Man. I don't like it. I guess I have to go if we don't agree on this music. You know, Shushan, Shushan took I me to... I thought you like uh, Armenian music. You do, not, you do not if you like System of a Down. <laughs> I do like System of a Down. I do like Armenian music. Fuck. Uh, you know what? The, I, 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 this cannot work. You know what, Jeremiah? He's all your boy. <laughs> Goodbye. Wow, did she just break up with you over System of a Down? Wow. I did we just get back together over System <laughs> of a Down? <laughs> yeah!
I went to Armenian. I went to Armenian church. Eating seeds is a pastime activity. Dance is a day of our city. Of our city. I made the right decision. Imagine <laughs> <laughs> just fell out of his seat. I just broke this chair. He just broke a chair. He lo- <laughs> While he's eating pizza from the pizza party segment, he broke a chair, is chewing. He's doing everything that I don't want him to do, and it's so beautiful. Beautiful disaster. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Drinking man. Starbucks. Chugging pizza, breaking chairs, <laughs> whipping dicks, breaking hearts. That's my boy, Patty Reagan, right there. Man, wow. com- comedy club stuff is always uh, always about ready to break. Yeah, it's comically ready to break at any moment. I've broken a lot of stools and a lot of mic stands. I bro- I've broken a stool here at the comedy store. Stools here, mic stands here. I've I I ripped the curtains once. That was that was a big deal. Whenever I ripped the curtains down, where in the OR, I like it, I took this chunk like out of from doing you a doing practical. an act out. You yeah, were... I did an act out, and yeah, it was it was. What know. was the bit? I have no idea. <laughs> I used to do this bit called bringing stupid back, where I would go like insane on stage. Uh, just like making the most like insane noises. I need to do that bit actually again soon. Yeah, so I really do you enjoyed go, it. Do you want to go back there? Like we were talking about how me me going back to those early well, crazy I think, days. I think I what I would like to to think is that I have a more controlled chaos now. It's a more dialed in. Like before, I would do stuff and I didn't know it wasn't calculated. Do you know what I mean? I didn't know why certain things were getting reactions, and now I'd like to think that. I have a better idea, at least, of why certain things are getting reactions and why I should be doing them. And the consequences, if I'm doing a longer set of doing bits that are really out there, is winning the audience back after that, mm-hmm. like like the larger audience. Because there's always going to be people who stick with you that know your sensibilities throughout the entire set. But if you're playing a big crowd or a big room you're going to lose a lot of people with certain out there abstract bits and that's the really the recovery is what's important after you do these crazy big yeah, acts one way or another you got to stick the landing yeah at the end hey so we speaking of broken stuff we had some we uh, broke some stuff past few past few shows broke a stool oh yeah um pat in frogtown yeah in frogtown we 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 were headlining the show called the golden hour Shout out to the boys who run that. MK Paulson, shout out. Yeah, super, super fun show. We're headlining. Pat uh, jumped off the stool and broke it, and it was pretty epic. And then we were in uh, this basement show. Shout out to the hideout in uh, Boston. Dude, Pat went so punk rock during one of our songs. He jumped up, crushed his head into a light, and 
the glass cut his hand and he started bleeding everywhere and we finished the song like while there's glass shattering it's crunching on the floor we're screaming at people in the audience pat's bleeding we're sweating profusely and uh it was nearly impossible to follow because that was in like the middle of our set it wasn't even our closing bit but we we you know it was sweet back to the back to the body bag we just kept hitting and then it was super fun it's like my old hardcore days right yeah i was Freaking. a hardcore kid dude were you mhm dude i think uh i think we have a caller calling in uh hardcore pat is this you yeah what's up dude hey uh hey uh i was just talking to uh, uh first of all i want to say i don't smoke i don't drink i don't fuck Okay, Hardcore Pat. Uh, I like Minor Threat. I like Gorilla Biscuits. I put X's on my hands, and I get in the pit. And I hardcore dance. I floor punch, and I'll fucking stage dive, too. Hardcore Pat, do you, are you, do you love to mosh? Yeah, I love it. We don't call it moshing, dude. It's called hardcore dancing. Moshing is for mainstreamers. Wow, Hardcore Pat. It sounds like you're not wanting to be a part of the system at all. Dude, I really don't want to be a part of any fucking system. All I want to do is take my repressed homosexuality and put it out on the floor and just leave nothing left. Hardcore Pat, I feel like you really just divulged like a huge chunk of information and just kind of blew past it. Uh, do you have homosexual tendencies? Uh, well, I went to an all-boy... My name's Hardcore Pat, and I go to an all-boys Catholic school, and I wear a minor threat hoodie, and I put Sharpie X's on my hands, and I have a lot of rage. But where does it... Hardcore Pat, where does this rage come from? Because I've suburbs, met... Suburbs, dude. Listen, though. I've the met... Suburbs. Listen, Hardcore Pat. I know S-U-B-U-R-B-S. you don't like to listen. I'm familiar with how to spell suburbs. Okay. I've met both your parents, Joe and Vicky. They are wonderful, beautiful parents. Okay. They're super yep, loving and yep. encouraging. Where does this rage come from, Pat? Dude, where, do, where? Have you ever met one hardcore person? That's exactly the formula, dude. Happy mom. Happy dad. Happy life. Angry Pat, angry kid, fucking. Really? Yeah. So you just have angst because you were surrounded with so much love that you're like, just give me a second. You're just like, you just didn't want to be touched. You didn't want to be caressed. You didn't want to be loved. You wanted to make a trail and a path of your own. I wanted own. to go punch my pillows on my bed. I wanted to go. I had a Tybo. I had a Tybo punching bag in the backyard. Uh-huh. And I would go put on all black. And like I'm wearing right now, still the same kid. And I would go out into the back and literally like scream and rage and punch at the bag. And in, in middle school one time, I remember it like changing in the lockers. I just would started punching the lockers as everyone was changing until my hands bled. So I just had a lot of energy and I didn't know where to put it. Okay, hardcore Pat. Um, I think uh, this we'll have Actually, to wrap I got up more our. To say. Okay, yeah. What what else do you do? You have other things was, that you want to tell me? Do, well, the fir- my first my first hardcore show that I went to. Okay, yeah. Was at nine two four Gilman. Shout out. The only Birth- reason I was gonna cut you off was I'm getting a little bit scared. Continue, hardcore Pat. Birthplace of Operation Ivy. Birthplace of Green Day. Um, birthplace of AFI. And uh, my first show, I uh, got a bloody nose mm-hmm. in the, it got like elbowed or something in the face and got a bloody nose. And then a girl gave me a tampon to stick up my nose. And that was. <laughs> That's how hardcore you are? <laughs> that was how hardcore I was. Is you, <laughs> that you became tampon hardcore, Pat? <laughs> yeah, dude. They're like, you know, THP, <laughs> tampon hardcore, Pat. You're... They're like, who's that? They're like, like that fucking annoying kid. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you down with the THP? Yeah, you know me. That kid, that annoying kid who came here by himself. <laughs> 
But did you continue the trend even after? Like, were you so hardcore that you just kept wearing the tampon after it was, I was after the blood was dried? Well, my most hardcore moment was uh, I had I had I was on crutches in high school. <laughs> why, point, why? 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 I think I used to, I I broke my ankle twice from jumping downstairs. <laughs> You're so hardcore that you just wanted to jump downstairs like flights of stairs. A lot of energy, man. I guess so. Did you were you diagnosed with ADHD? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. ADD, ADHD, the whole ADD, the whole spiel. ADHD. Yeah. They gave. I had extra time to do my SATs. I did my SATs alone in a, in a fucking upstairs like room. What was your your score? Very high. Okay. Cool. Um, off the charts. Wow. Um, I, uh, 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 okay, but, okay, so I was, I, I was in the pit, I was in the pit, I had crutches, and I was swinging the crutches around on the dance floor, and then everyone, like, cleared out, everyone cleared out this hardcore show at the Danville Grange Hall, and then I got on stage, and I was like, I was like, I was like, I was like, why is no one dancing? Like, what are you all, a bunch of pussies? I was like, come out here and, and fucking dance. And then I uh, went back out, and everyone danced. You have a lot of darkness inside you, Hardcore Pat. And I'm here to help, okay? Thank you. If you ever need a hand, or if you need to talk to anybody, just know that your boy Jeremiah Watkins is here for you. Thank you. Goodbye, Hardcore Pat. Goodbye. Until next time. Stay hardcore. Dude, that was life-changing, talking to Hardcore Pat. You know what? I think that gives insight on who... The origin story of Pat Reagan and who he became, it's fascinating. Yeah, I want to do something really special right now. Uh, I, I mentioned on an earlier episode, Pat and I are going to debut one of our tracks off of our upcoming debut Reagan and Watkins album. Heck yeah. This track is titled, My Name is Jeremiah. You may recognize the hook as the intro to this podcast. Without further ado, the world premiere of My Name is Jeremiah. My name is Jeremiah, and I always spit that fire with my boy Patty Reagan. He's always to my right. Yeah, the yeah. golden hair messiah, smelling fresher than papaya. Watch out, ladies, this chick is great. Lightning flashing in your ears, cracking open ginger beers. Non-alcoholic is the way I do things. Root beer flowing, it's time to get the showing. Hoes be like, jerking up before the show can never let these hoes know they think they might actually have a chance with me. They slide into my DMs, I say, can we just be friends? I'm married to a girl who's a love of my life. Boss full of cum and mouth full of dumb. Get ready for Reagan and Watkins, bitch. My name is Jeremiah and I always spit the fire with my boy Patty Reagan. He's always to my right. The girls be clamoring, I never be stammering. My flow is on point and so is my hair. My nose is on fleek every day of the week. It sometimes doubles as my second dick. I sex appeal. I got lips of steel. I keeps it real. You'll never cop a feel. You say I can't play. You think it's all shtick. But every time I play, Kenny G is on my dick. My name is Jeremiah and I always beat the fire with my boy Patty Reagan. He's always to my right. Still here. Get ready for one hack. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Woo! 
I'm very excited about the this album. That's uh that's the one rap track that we have. <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sounds good. It's, it's bumping. Our buddy Jeff Rocaza, I'll, I'll shout out his Instagram uh, in the intro. Uh, give him a hit him up. Yeah, good dude. Helped us with the beats. A lot of the rest of the album is going to be full band live, uh, live tracking. Yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of, kind of Blink One Eight Two. Yeah, full band vibe. Pat and I have some acoustic stuff that we're doing together. Oh yeah, we got some nice acoustic stuff. Yeah, it's oh. great. This brings us to our next segment: fanning out. In this segment, I reached out to the Twitterverse and the Insta Universe and asked people if they could ask Patty Reagan any question. Oh, what goodness. would it be? And I've got a, a list. We can go through them quickly. If you're not feeling certain ones, just make the answer short. Okay. Cool. This is from at B Danny on Instagram. Did you ever find the churro man? Okay, no. Oh, yeah, no. No, I wrote, I wrote a song called Churro Man, and it was about looking for a churro man, and uh, and I never did. I saw him one time and wrote that song, and then never saw him again. It was at Hollywood and Western. Wow. I love that song, by the way. Thanks. Maybe I'll play a little clip. Yeah. Love it. At Brandon underscore Maxwell on Instagram, which is your favorite Reagan and Watkins bit to perform? I saw you guys come to Dallas and loved every minute of it. <laughs> um, do I we like- have a favorite song or a bit that we do? I like I don't know I like uh I like singing blue balls, yeah, yeah. Hello, can do it. <coughs> hello, 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 blue balls, my old friend. I've come to Jack with you again because my boner's softly creeping. Getting horny without creaming And the friction that was rubbing on my thigh Makes me cry And that's the sound of blue balls That's a fun one. So I'd have to say blue balls. Okay. At Zachary underscore Michael underscore Johnson on Instagram. What's your favorite thing about Jeremiah? Physically, emotionally, spiritually. Oh my God! From your boy Zach. <laughs> I love this question. Um, I love Jeremiah's hair. I love Jeremiah's size. He's a, he's a, he's an imposing figure. I love Jeremiah's physicality. I love his beautiful voice. I love his eager, his fucking, his 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 up for anything, immediately jumping on board, supportive nature. I love his. Uh, I love his mind. I love that Jeremiah's like secretly, like like secretly pretty, like pretty like rebellious, and uh, you secretly like a badass. Like Jeremiah has so many. Like we were filming this thing called Skate Dads. This video, shout out to that. If you if you can check out this video called Skate Dads. It's one of my favorite things I've ever done, and it's so bizarre and out there. And we were we were filming that, and Jeremiah, uh, we we were uh, up on a dumpster. We were up standing on on a dumpster in like this in like this uh, parking lot. And there was like a smaller dumpster off of the big dumpster, like this big jump. There was like you know probably a ten foot jump off to this to this uh, to this other dumpster. And Jeremiah, without hesitating, takes his skateboard and literally and literally does like a does like a like a Tony Hawk like like a board grab air air jump through the dumpster, goes through the freaking uh, 
goes through the freaking uh, like like cover cover top the rubber cover top <laughs> straight into the dumpster and he's like I'm okay <laughs> and I was just like what a fucking badass <laughs> so yeah wow spiritually anything spiritually well I think Jeremiah and I Jeremiah's yeah I like Jeremiah's spirituality Jeremiah you know you know a man of God oh. Man. Interesting. Yeah, man. What a what a question. At Murfman twelve from Instagram. Do you still have a relationship with Greg's dad? I mean, that's a you know that's one of those questions. That's the same with the Churro Man question. It's like, uh, uh, Greg's dad is uh, not. Uh, yes, I still have a relationship with Greg's dad because I play those songs. Uh, yeah, but I don't know how to I don't know how to answer that question. Perfect. At Joseph Wambold on Instagram, were you a self taught musician or did you receive some training? Are you a multi-instrumentalist? You guys make my week bearable. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, probably like, uh, yeah, I mean, I self-taught I self taught in guitar. Uh, I, I, taught, I took piano lessons. I took drum lessons. I was in choir. Same here. What what uh, what vocal register were you? You you were high, right? I was, I was the only boy alto. <laughs> I was literally the only boy alto. Everybody else was tenors and bass. And I was the only boy alto because I was the only one that, with my falsetto that like it sounded like the girls. Just this, chubby. and some of the some of the girls were were just like they were like bait. They like they were just like these monsters that were like just like just so many hormones that they were like they were like in the bass range. And I'm like up here, and it's feeling real nice. Yeah, just this chubby, bowl cutted, cherubic. Soccer playing An- angel, angelic voice. Yeah. Oh my god. Were, were you? What were you? A tenor? Maybe. Uh, no, I think I was. I think I was baritone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you can sing like real loud. I can get down there. Oh yeah. Oh, that's just a taste. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, at Wokius underscore Maximus on Twitter. This is a this is a cool question. Would you say adding overly emotional songs like? Cancer and remission to your albums is a conscious effort at emotional complexity to the overall feel. Is it an unconscious effort and and felt right? It's an amazing track. Genuinely curious from an artist perspective. Not at all. I, I wrote that song when I was in high school, or maybe maybe college. I wrote that song when I was like eighteen, nineteen. I just write songs, you know, whatever comes out. And and at basically basically in the in the since Reagan and Watkins got started. I've uh, just when I when it comes to my own song because me and Jeremiah have the comedy thing. I mean that's what we do. It's write comedy song. So so in my own personal songs, I'm not even really trying to write comedic songs or be funny. I'm just like whatever comes out. And so there's nothing anything's valid to me if it's if it if it comes out and I like it, it sounds good. So yeah, you're not gonna put a filter on the genre or the the product as long as it's organically coming out of you. Yeah, that's cool. At Matthias Flopez on Twitter. Can you give a synopsis of the scripts you wrote in college? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my first script was uh, called Kind of Like the Time I Overthrew That Dictator. And it's it's just like a Woody Allen bananas style script about like uh, about this kid Milo who goes to a fictional uh, fictional country called like Kulobia. And they, they play like a ball. They play. There's like a game. There's like a dictator he stays with. Basically, he's studying abroad. And he stays with this dictator. And the dictator like puts on a really friendly front, but the dictator's secretly a monster. You know, the dictator like you know behind closed doors, he's like running like 
you know sweatshops and stuff and they play this game called pelota ball which is like this super this super uh this super like nonsensical like basketball style handball game <laughs> that's very that's very like uh, Latin and passionate and um, yeah that was that was uh, it was a bunch of like it was a bunch of cheesy jokes from like Marx Brothers Woody Allen style uh, style uh, gag jokes like or Mel Brooks or and then uh, then I wrote a script called Benedict which is uh, Will Ferrell as Benedict Arnold running around in a wig acting indignant and betraying America so it was a lot of Will Ferrell uh, yelling. And uh, John C. Riley play. Uh, uh, John C. Riley uh, was uh, envisioned as uh, George Washington, and they had kind of a, they had a, they had a very uh, intense, passionate relationship with some homoerotic undertones. Sounds like you and I just need to uh, play those parts now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Me as George Washington. Yeah, and then I wrote a Dexter spec script, um, where Dexter uh, Dexter kills a, a retarded guy. And uh, the the there was like a it was like a moral the the it was like a moral dilemma for him. He's like he's like does this man know that he's committed wrong? Because Dexter kills killers, you know. So so this this retarded guy was like killing people, and it was based off. I we grew up our family had we had like a big brother, we had like a big brother style uh uh like a uh, retarded guy in our family named Jerry. Shout out to Jerry. Um, yeah. So I was always uh, fascinated with retarded guys. I just realized I got pizza grease all over my jeans. <laughs> Hopefully that comes out. We'll see. Uh, nice. Um, nice use of the word retarded. Um, at uh, Captain C Shark <laughs> on Twitter, when do you remember starting to listen to and appreciate comedy? How old? Do you have context for that? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, probably, probably, probably high school. I don't know about I don't know when I started appreciating it. Yeah, was, well, I became a fan. And right. I would watch Turner Classic movies, and I would watch uh, like I, I felt myself drawn to comedy. I would just yeah early early Woody Allen movies, uh, Buster Keaton, uh, Marx Marx Brothers. I loved I loved Groucho Marx. Um, I loved uh, Mel Brooks, and uh, so it wasn't so much stand it wasn't it wasn't so much stand up. My dad was a big fan of Monty Python, so I would watch Monty Python all the time. Um, I love Dumb and Dumber, probably my favorite, my favorite comedy. Um, Same here, dude. Dumb and Dumber and Tommy Boy, so my top two. Good. Yeah, <laughs> next level. And uh, yeah, that I, I don't, I don't know. When then, when I then, then in, in in college, I got into, I guess I got into stand up because I was going to UCB all the time in college, oh, Upright yeah. Citizens Brigade. Who were the Who were the people performing there? Whenever you were unbelievable, it was like it was like you know Rob uh, Rob Hubel. Uh, Paul Shear, Aziz Ansari, I'd I'd see um I'd see Don Glover do improv. I'd see uh fucking uh I don't know all the the original UCB gang, Matt Besser and Ian Roberts and uh Matt Walsh, Andy Daly, who I think is a genius. Andy Did Donald Glover ever do anything musically that you saw there? Or mm-hmm. like did that come out of like nowhere? No, he was doing that as a bedroom project. I remember like yeah, when at that at that time, but yeah. yeah. I think we have childish Gambino on the line right now. Hello? Did you have anything to say or did you just want to sing Stay Woke?
I, I mean, I think it's a little bit inappropriate to just call into right. Jeremiah Wonders and, Sing and, and start singing your own song. It's kind of like a shameless self-plug. Yeah. Did you have anything else to say, Childish Gambino? All right. Okay. That's that's enough of that. All right. Childish Gambino, everybody. <sighs> All right. Final question. Uh, and then I have a follow-up. At Sarah Kai underscore June on Instagram, how did you start on Kill Tony? How'd that come about? Uh, Tony saw me on Roast Battle. You know, sometimes I regret ever setting foot in the comedy store. Whoa. <laughs> how come? <laughs> um, you think you would have had a very different path? I think my life was heading, yeah, I'm not sure where I would end ended up, but I would end ended up somewhere. would end ended up doing something. But who, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. If you wouldn't have. If if Reagan and Watkins would have ever become a duo, yeah, that's that's the thank God for that. That's the so we're banking a lot on this album. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Tony just saw you during roast battle. He's like, uh, I want you on on the show. Tony saw me during roast battle. He's like, come. He's he's like, come come do whatever you want on the show. Come open the show up. Come I'll play. I was at first I was playing songs. I was mm-hmm. I would he would he would start the podcast. You're just like the pre-show. Oh, no, he'd no, start he would start the podcast. the podcast and then be like, I know I got something. Something kind of fun. He's like, I got this wacky guy. I'm like, what the? Who is this person? <laughs> what the fuck is this show? I literally walked in thinking I was like in an insane asylum. I was like, what the fuck is going on? These, like, whatever. I think. <laughs> oh man, dude, Tony is actually calling in right now. Oh hello, Jeremiah. Oh, hey Tony. Uh, did you hear Pat talking about you and 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 you and you had to defend yourself? Fuck yeah. Okie dokie. Uh, is it true that that you called Pat a wacky guy during his intros, and and that's how he got involved in in Kill Tony? Yes, that's true. I also want to say that uh, you can see this Asian comic at the Ice House, but when he goes there, it's called the Rice House. <laughs> Okie dokie. All right, the, uh, we just lost Tony. I don't know if he has bad cell phone reception <laughs> or what's going on. But uh, do you have a favorite Kill Tony moment? A lot of people are asking that. Uh, like with the band or characters that uh, we've done. Yeah, when it ends. <laughs> <laughs> the end of every episode. The end of every episode. No, I have some favorite Kill Tony moments. There have been some great ones. I loved in uh, when we were in Houston, when we were in Dallas, Houston, uh, when you were uh, putting uh, putting coins in that guy's belly. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that was in uh, in, in Houston. And I loved that you asked for uh, hand sanitizer. Oh, it was disgusting. <laughs> right after. But but do you have a, a a favorite personal character that you've done, like like that we've done like over over the years? I have a favorite personal character of mine that we that I did, which was uh, which was these uh, these film noir guys. Oh, okay. I had like a cigarette and I was wearing like a hat because I love film noir. I love like those like Humphrey Bogart. Oh, you know? we you need to bring those guys back. Time, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. See, yeah, yeah. She had a she had a mug like an old parking ticket and a. You know, the valet looked at me with, with, a, with a look that could cut steel. She had a caboose smoother than an oyster <laughs> and breath that could go for days. <laughs> she walked uh, the walk and she talked the, the talk. <laughs> Dude looked like a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Film noir with, uh, with the Aerosmith. Never judge a book by his cover. <laughs> <laughs> What else? I mean, the Kiltonius. We've had a lot of we've crazy had moments. So many weird, crazy moments on that show. I love you doing Tam Fam. I loved when you threw up. Oh man, that was like t- 
to me, that's like the closest that like the Jackass worlds and the Jackass world and the Kill Tony world has like fused together. R- love- Rick Cossack like purposely like like shaking up my stomach, like to, <laughs> oh, to, like he like patted my stomach up and like like hit me to like help like the throw up come up because he <laughs> he's been around all what those guys so much. He's such a pro. The guys are pro. Yeah, and he was the one who suggested to me that. Uh, because I was just going to eat a ton during the entire episode. He goes, you got to throw up. I'm like, what? He goes, you have to eat so much that you throw up. He goes, that's the bit. He goes, it's funny. It's one thing to be funny to eat that much as the visual gag of you coming out. He goes, but you got to throw up. That'll take it to the next level. I was like, I truck. I trust you 100%, Rick Hossack. I will. <laughs> what else? Oh, there was one moment that I loved. Doug Stanhope came on. And he just he just was in the back of the room, and then he just came on stage, and they just riffed for a few minutes. But that was a highlight for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, having Jim Norton on, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been a, some really cool guests over the years. Did we? Somebody <laughs> asked us, I forget, but did we have a guest that hated us the most? Oh my god, so many. I've had so many guests hate me, but uh, like in my head. Yeah, but like actually, like we like we know that they hated us because sometimes. You know, we know that the band is sometimes polarizing. We do different characters every week. And what's funny is some of the comics who go up, like, they get mad at the characters. They're, they don't realize we're doing characters, which is always hilarious to me. Yeah. They just, they just, uh, they just, I don't know. I don't know. Don't want to play ball. But, you know, it might be like, maybe we don't want to play ball. <laughs> it's kind of like, it's kind of like this impasse. Right. Um. Oh, but, okay, if Bill Burr was on. And and I, I had, wasn't there for that episode, <laughs> and so I brought my friend Adam. Oh, as a guest, and Adam, you know, Adam's a Adam's, Adam all good, Fun, Adam very all good. funny comedian, uh, writing partner of Pat's as kind well, kind of a wonder kind, you know, guy's kind of like a mad scientist, um, but he's 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 pretty quiet, he's pretty low key, he's kind of like an alien, um, and so he came on, he came on the Bill Burr show. As which was a big show, you know, for the for for of Kill course. Tony. Bill Burr on the show, <laughs> and so I bring on Adam, who's never done it before, or maybe done it once, as my blind lawyer. So he comes up with like a with like a stick, and he's holding a PBR. He's holding a tall boy of PBR, and Tony's like, "I didn't know uh, your lawyer." He goes, "Wow, you must be a really official lawyer, having a tall boy a PBR." And uh, Bill Burr, Bill Burr. Every time, every time Adam talked, Bill Burr would like smile. <laughs> I think Bill Burr got it. Like he would just look over and he'd be like, he'd he'd be like, kind of, he'd be like, uh, I like, think he. What I, is happening? I think he enjoyed Adam's comedic spirit, uh-huh. but 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 we just bombed that whole episode. Right. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I think Wait. I got a phone call after that episode. Uh, also, whenever you brought Jay Weingarten in my spot, yeah, on the show, yeah, I got phone calls. Like, did you know about this? Who who are these guys that Pat brought on? I they're was like, funny guys. I was like, they're they're funny, yeah, <laughs> they're funny dudes. Yeah, they're funny dudes. You know, everybody was asking about this. What was your experience like on the Eric Andre show? Uh, best job I ever had. Yeah, yeah. I worked on it for I worked on it from the pilot. I remember um, through the four seasons, and uh, yeah, I was just I was I was there like I don't know. It was cool, it was cool watching watching that show. Watch that show evolve, and watching, uh, just just watching it all go down, and being just around all those creative people. Yeah, being around Eric, and then his, and then his uh, head writer Dan Curry, DC, one of the funniest people I've ever met. And um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of 
they there was a, that was a fun job. What, what's man. the story behind the naked PA? Um. Uh. So basically, uh, I was naked on Eric Andre's show. Basically, they would like, uh, like I think Eric and the director just found. I don't. I don't know how it started. They 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 had they had on one of the index cards like uh, naked Pat was one of the index cards, and then I guess that cracked them up. So they would so in interviews when when they started doing interviews, they'd be like, they'd be like, they'd be like, uh, they'd be like, uh, Pat, can you get off, take off all your clothes, and head out there and take the guest lunch order. <laughs> What? <laughs> so that was my original. Would bit. you do that? Yeah. So so I guess so I guess it made them laugh for me to go out naked, completely naked, completely naked, but still have a headset, have like a still, still have still have a walkie-talkie and a headset and a clipboard, and say, hey, can I get your lunch order? Um, excuse me. Yeah, because it's hilarious. It's so funny. <laughs> Uh yeah man and uh oh man there there was there's one moment there's one moment on the show this uh where I dip my balls in uh in in hot sauce in this guy's uh pa- or pasta sauce I dip my balls in this th- this guy who came on Steve Sharipa he's like this big Sopranos guy and he was I, I, he didn't feel like he was very in on the joke he was kind of like he was kind of like who are these fucking guys like what the fuck like what the fuck is going on here and he and he and uh and and so they sent me out with his hot sauce which he was genuinely there to promote and uh and and I and I dip my and I dip my dick and balls in it and did like a promo I was like I was like Uncle Steve's hot sauce <laughs> or it's pasta sauce so pasta so good you can dip your balls in it and then dip my balls did in that it. make that on the show yeah oh my goodness and he's like i don't like what you're doing to my sauce dude i gotta find clips is there any clips of this online probably i don't know we gotta find them and like repost them that's so funny dude oh man and then uh and then i and then i gotta uh put i got a uh, one bit that i got on which mac demarco is one of my favorite uh was one of my favorite musicians and uh we wrote a he was coming on the show so i gotta write a bit where uh where uh, I put, I I got like tied to like a tied to like a, a a post, and then wheeled back while he played uh while he played uh while he played music and was tied to a chair and he like and he like ate, like ate my ass, <laughs> <laughs> and he was he was into it he was like he was like yeah man I'm down for whatever you know he just thought it was hilarious yeah he thought it was hilarious they were happy to be doing comedy, um but man I mean the people that have come through that it's kind of crazy because like. It's like I've 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 gotten to be a uh, a part of a part of things uh like early on like when they, when they're starting sometimes like like uh see stuff kind of see see stuff grow and uh blow up a little bit and you don't know and like like I remember like yeah when Chance the rapper came on I never heard of him like so many so many people then went on after that to success but uh but it was it was fun man we basically just like hang out Eric would like rehearse we'd we do a lot of rehearsing uh, me and Eric and Dan, the head writer, would uh, just hang out in a room, and uh, they'd and we'd plan out the man on the street bits, um, and uh, like Eric dressed as an octopus uh, with with eight uh, little people on uh, with eight little people like attached to him, like going into a restaurant, like do you respect the hive mind? Table for one or eight? He's like <laughs> he's like I I'm just moved here from. Miami, like, and we just uh, we just riff, and I'd I'd basically I I was I was like a note taker, you know, I'd I'd uh, I'd I'd take notes, I'd take notes on my computer, and uh, I was really an unessential part of the job. 
Just, you're funny and and you're you're cool to be around. So there you go. Yeah, that that that's part of you know that's part of the biz is just being being around and like con- being a contributor. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And being like a cool dude. Yeah. And they're like, Pat, what do you think, dude? So I looked out. What's your Eric Andre sound like? Mine sounds like this, dude. Oh, my Eric Andre. Uh, you ever bukkake a gangbang? Oh, <laughs> oh, Eric. I didn't realize he was calling in. Eric Andre is now on the show, guys. Hey, ranch me, bro, Tendo. What's up? You guys, you guys will like, uh, you guys like, uh, you guys like finger flipping a deuce on a, on a, on a, uh, with Coachella? <laughs> <laughs> and we, we lost him already. I guess he only wanted to ask that question on the show. He ran away. He ran away from the phone <laughs> line. That's crazy. Eric, man, I, it was so funny. I would just think, like, every episode when we were doing interviews, like, the interviews would go for so long. Like, he'd interview Flavor Flav, and he'd be na- he'd get naked, like, 10, 15 minutes into the interview, and there's still 45 minutes to go. So he's just hanging out naked with Flavor Flav. And Flavor Flav is not caring? <laughs> Flavor Flav was, so, he didn't give a fuck, dude. <laughs> he just, he was gone with whatever. Was you that gotta... one of the best guests on the show? <laughs> Um, there are a lot of great guests. I loved a lot of them, man. I love Joey Fatone from Insane. He, dude, I did uh, the Impractical Jokers cruise with him, and he could not be any nicer. He's a cool guy. He's so nice. Yeah, yeah, man. I loved a lot of. Oh fuck. Um, I loved. Uh, 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 that's it. That's it. Just Joey Fatone. Just Joey <laughs> Fatone and Flava Flav. Perfect. <laughs> this brings us to our final segment. Sax talk. Oh, sax talk. All right, in this segment, I'm going to play some sweet, sweet saxophone underneath a sexual story that you tell. So tell any encounter that you had that was weird or uh, any sexy time that was bizarre or whatever Whatever my boy Patty Reagan was, my boy Patty Reagan gets. Go whenever you're ready, and I'll I'll follow you. The year was 2006, and I was uh, at USC, and it was like it was like our fall. Uh, it was like our fall, uh, like kind of what is it called? Like uh, like in, in initiation, uh, in like fall, whatever, whatever it's called, whatever it's called. We were enrollment. We, yeah, after enrollment, yeah, we were starting the starting the school year, and and there was a dance. Uh, there was a dance happening downstairs at like the the dorm at the at like the dorm common area. Burn Krant, shout out, and um, and we were dancing. I, at that point, at that point, I was uh, a virgin. Not only was I a virgin, I'd never like never like had my dick touched or anything. Furthest I'd ever gone was uh, I guess a sweet makeout. And um, and so we're so so I'm dancing and, and I did I don't drink at that point I wasn't drinking, and um, anyway I start dancing with these uh, two Asian girls, and they don't go to the school, but they were pretty uh, they were like <laughs> they were pretty drunk I mean it's you know it's eighteen everyone's eighteen and like just fucking uh, just starting school like away from home. And so I think people were pretty, people were pretty drunk, except for me. <laughs> I was stone sober, and my uh, 
And in- anyways, uh, I don't know what happened, but like, but like, we were like making out on the dance floor, and these two girls were all over me. And I was like, kind of freaking out internally. I didn't know, I didn't know uh, what to do or how to handle it. And um, so we go up uh, to my room, and they both get in bed with me. And um, my roommate is uh, my roommate Jack. He's a, a viol- he's a violist, and he's an, now a internationally renowned violist. I think he's I think he's like playing with some group in France, or he's always playing all around the world. He was written. He was written up in the L.A. Times, and he was he was on NPR playing violin when he was like fifteen. Kids a fucking uh, kids, something else. Jack, Jack Schultz. and uh, he uh, and he. Uh, so he's he's laying in the bed, and then these and then and then I'm in the I'm in my bed, and these two girls are like all over me, and I I don't know what to do. And they like reach their hands down my pants, and then like they're like, "Do you have a condom?" and uh, I don't even I don't even know if I was even capable of answering the question at that time. I was so terrified. And um and anyways, basically nothing happens. And then one of the girls, the the the, the more attractive girl, gets up and le- and walks over and gets in bed with Jack. <laughs> and so I'm left with the big girl. And um we just we just, you know, innocently just kinda like fondle each other <laughs> is anybody everybody out there pretty uh all nice and aroused at this point and um that was my almost threesome sexual encounter first time i ever got my dick touched r.i.p so you almost had a threesome on your before your penis was even touched ever. Mm-hmm. My boy Patty Reagan goes hard in the paint. <laughs> oh, my boy Patty Reagan right there. <laughs> what was that like? You almost thinking you're gonna get a threesome. Is that how you're gonna lose your virginity? Yeah, that would have been crazy. Uh, it, I think it would have messed you up even more sexually. Oh boy. <laughs> Not to say that you're messed up sexually. <laughs> Not, uh, Not to say that. Try on the bass. Something's wrong with you. Something's wrong. Everything is in perfect order. Cool. You know, Everything's you're, great. You're good. Yeah, I mean, you, you're cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, I love you. I love uh, having you. On on this show, I, I hope you. Too. you uh, I hope you come back, buddy. I hope you do uh, some future episodes. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to uh, film school Pat <laughs> and hardcore Pat. I think yeah. we had some some good calls. Yeah, today on the program. Do you have uh, anything that you want to plug, buddy? Uh, yeah, I guess Skate Dads. Check watch Skate Dads, and I think we're gonna do a sequel to that coming out soon. Yeah, we should have another video. In the pipeline. Yeah. Um, and I made this film, Dag and Batum, uh, about two aliens studying abroad on Earth. It's a short film that I made uh, with uh, Adam Allgood, who we were talking about. And so that's going to come out. Just go online. Just if you got, if you want, if you want, you got some time to kill, just go online and you, you can root around and find some interesting, some shit that I've put up, videos or music. Or uh, I, I wrote this South Park spec, spec script about uh, like... Uh, about uh, Trump's border wall. Um, that's online. So if you just want to 
root around. You can probably find something. Check out at Patty Reagan on Twitter and at Greg's Dad 99 on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we'll be releasing more details soon about the Reagan Watkins album coming out. It'll probably be coming out around summertime. Uh, because we're recording in April, so hopefully... Can't wait. We got rehearsal to, tonight? Yeah, tonight. Band rehearsal? Ba- full band rehearsal tonight. We've been working really hard on that and getting everything in order for that, so it's going to be... We want it to be as epic as possible, so we're hoping you guys uh, will buy the album once yeah. it comes out. Yeah, thank you, Jeremiah. Dude, thank you. My boy, Patty Reagan, <laughs> finally coming on Jeremiah Wonders. Love you, dude. Love you, too.